We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. This podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators. Podcasts by educators. For more great content, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook, Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag PrincipalPLN or at PrincipalPLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. Hey, everybody. This is Principal PLN, episode 85. You probably didn't know we still podcasted, but after a year off, we have had so many questions about when are you going to podcast again? And you know what? We finally heard from this guy from Spike that uh, like something. <laughs> Just kidding. We're back. We're back. And I know that was our last episode as well, which I think it was actually titled. We're back. Yeah. A full year ago. So, hey, you guys, we're back. We are back. Audio only. Yeah, audio only. And um, yeah, I think it, it hit us through the last few weeks. Um, I had several people talk to me, like just in regular, you know, conversation about, hey, do you still do that podcast? And um, then uh, Teresa posted something on Facebook that had like the top seven, you know, education administration podcasts. And we were like number five. And I was like, man, there's something in the universe that says we should like maybe continue to add to that, you know? So then we just, I got a Voxer back because, all right, here, let's rewind the tape a little bit. I, I felt like I was going through this thing where I wanted like much more of a work-life balance. And unfortunately, I just felt like I had too many apps and I had all this, you know, you're working, you're trying to, you know, and that's all the things that we were doing, like trying to, you know, be more healthy and go outside, run, 
bike, do yoga, you know, whatever it was. So I started just like scaling down social media and things like that. And just, I just needed a break. And how, how's that, how'd that go? Did you? How's that working for you? I thought, you know what, actually, I, I think it really, um, it really forced me to focus on the things that, you know, that are, you know, ultimately the most important to me, you know, obviously family, um, health and wellness, you know, my real job, you know, and, um, you know, because I think, you know, we talk about this in the book and, and actually it's funny because it actually just, ha it happens, you know, where you get, you, you know, you get into social media and connecting with people so much and then, you know, you have difficulties, you know, with, you know, wherever you, where you work or your time or your family and all this kind of stuff. And it re you really have to have that balance. And it's funny because like the progression that I feel like we went through where we were talking, you know, the mindful school leaders and stuff and, um, you know, everybody else who's, who's doing that, um, that important work on balance, you know, it really just started to click with me. I would say like, you know, probably like last summer, you know, where I was like, you know, maybe I need to actually put some of these things in, in practice. You know, it's funny that, that you say that because a lot of when I we started the podcast, when I first got the job as principal and and so much of my day and and trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing was talking to you all and and working with you know, having you walk me through what this looked like. And I remember thinking, how could you, how could you start a job without having this professional learning network? How does that, what does that even look like? And I remember hearing, talking to people and, and saying, you know, you really have to get connected and, and people saying that you, I just don't have time. Like, I can't, I can't make the time for it. I can't find the time for it. And I thought that was so bizarre. And then I got the job that I'm in now. And I totally got it because yes. I was so overwhelmed and so exhausted. And even though I had been an administrator before, it was a different district. It was a different level. It was a different group of people, a new community. I, I don't know that I could have added it in to save my life. I mean, it was, and I knew, and I knew how important it was because I had already done it. So I, I get it. It, and and Spike, you were going through that went toward the end of when we stopped podcasting before, because you moved to the middle school position. And I remember you saying, it, "It's just there's too much. It's too, it's new. There's too much happening. I, like I can't." And it didn't. I didn't understand that until I was put in that position. And it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I, I can, oh, go ahead, Jess. I'm oh, sorry. I was I, talking well, over you. No, I think I think it goes through different. Well, you always said the cycle of sacrifice and renewal, but you know different cycles. Like I used to be in a lot of Twitter chats, and it just worked out. You know the time that the chats were at, it worked out with you know where my kids' lives were. Um, but the past year, I have not been in like hardly any Twitter chats. I usually only check Twitter if there's like notifications. Um, I I still go in Boxer, and I connect a lot that way. Um, but it, you know, just my connections have changed. Although I will say, um, I still couldn't survive this job without being connected. We surround when, when you're connected, 
um, you surround yourself with great people and you're constantly hearing new ideas and building, um, you know, your toolbox. And so at least, you know, we're learning and growing somehow. Yeah. And I think, I think for me, it was taking a look at just scaling back on the social networks because, uh, you know, I knew, Hey, I knew, um, you know, through Facebook, you know, what you all were up to and you guys knew what I was up to. Um, you know, I, I began to like trail off a little bit with Twitter, um, you know, and just like I said, I feel like I just needed a break. I'm also going through personal things too. Like I'm going through a divorce right now and I feel like, you know, the time that I spend, you know, with my kids has become ultimately like way more important than anything else. Um, so I think that that coupled with like what Teresa said, you know, also like at a, you know, rel I'm still relatively new at the job that I'm at. I've only been there about a year and a half. And, you know, when I was at the former school, you know, I had 300 kids, you know, 40 teachers, you know, during the day. And, you know, with this school, it's, you know, there's 1100 kids, there's you know, 120 staff. Um, and and it's a middle school <laughs> so you know there's so many different variables and and i agree you know i really i really do rely on my pln you know for ideas and for support i think what i just started to focus on is just scaling back and um honestly i did a lot of learning through facebook so i felt like w what i what i could accomplish by doing less with more was because people still share out a lot in Facebook, even though there are a lot of like personal things that they share, you know, families and things like that. But they do still share articles and, and podcasts and things like that. So it's not that I stopped growing. I feel like I just did it differently. I started getting really into listening to podcasts as opposed to doing them um, and just continuing to use the tools that we all, you know, that we all talk about, um, but just in a different way, if that makes sense. Hey, so, okay, you say podcast. Um, I just want to say that there have been a lot of new podcasts and um, really good ones. Like, I'll, I'll recommend mm -hmm. them later. Um, and they're all so, like, well professionally made and well <laughs> out. And, and so I just want to say that um, I love coming to podcasts with you guys every time because it is just like connecting with my principal PLN. And then, so I'm just going to give, you know, an apology to people who listen to us. If you don't like that, it's not planned out. I'm sorry. Don't listen. But we made the top. We were the fifth on that list. Yeah. And maybe. I, know, because, I thought that was crazy. Maybe, maybe it's because people feel like they're connecting with their principal PLN. They're just listening to our conversation. We're just having a conversation about the work we do. Exactly. I was reading the article and I could not, my, I literally, I'm reading it and I'm thinking, like you said, there's been a ton of podcasts in there for like 99 out of 100 are fantastic. And so I'm reading through it and I don't think my jaw could have hit the floor any faster. I'm like, shut up. And I thought it was so funny because they, they, they offered um, sample episodes as like the best ones. And one of the ones that they offered was one that had no, <laughs> no pre-planned anything and right. <laughs> just talking about what's going on. And I think, I, f I feel like for, for us and at least for the people who, who I've heard from, and I know it's in the speaker too, is that you know, a lot of, a lot of what 
what you learn is just from from hearing what what other people are struggling with and we are more than happy to share that well and honestly like the the books i love reading right now are the real books like brene brown like vulnerability and Mm -hmm. you know um not living this wonderful life of all these awesome things that are on pinterest and make my house and my family look amazing. No, that's not real. That is fake crap. I want the real stuff. Yeah, I I hear you. And um, I think with, um, when you look at, at Pinterest, right? So as we were talking a little bit before the show about Pinterest. Yeah. And any of this kind of stuff. See, I think, I think it's kind of like what Teresa was getting at earlier. You know, sometimes we paint the wrong picture, I think in social media, um, because we only talk about, you know, all the great things that are going on, the, you know, 65,000 tweets that we do during the day, highlight our school, connect with parents, you know, brand our school, spread the message, you know, and all those type of things. And, you know, there are times where, where it becomes challenging. You can't always share everything out. There's different things that happen and different challenges that go on. And, um, you know, and not every classroom is, is Pinterest certified. And I know exactly what you're talking about, you know, (laughs) Pinterest certified houses, Pinterest certified bulletin boards, you know, and some of it is just like real, real stuff, you know? And I think that when, um, you know, when we, when we try to put all that together, you know, we don't want to paint, certainly don't want to paint things in a negative light because I think people do that really well on their own. I mean, if you look at, you know, articles that are posted and, you know, anything that's going on in the national media, you know, there's so much negativity. Um, and I think that really, um, that, that impacts, uh, people in, in such a way that, um, I think leads us to, you know, carry the, the torch more for positivity and, you know, highlighting the things, the great things that are going on in schools. But we're, we're way more under the, you know, the scrutiny than I think we've ever been because oh. of social media too. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So you said social media and torch. Um, so there, <laughs> Brene Brown has a new book called Braving the Wilderness and it's on my to read list, but Jessica Cabine just read it and shared a quote from there that fits perfectly with this. She says, I've come to the conclusion that the way we engage with social media is like fire. You can use them to keep yourself warm and nourished, or you can burn down the barn. It all depends wow. on intentions, expectations, and reality checking skills. Oh, holy cow. That is so well said. That is amazing. I, I love that. I love this lady. She like You got it. We got to put those things in there because maybe that's what I'll, maybe I need to read some, uh, you said Brene Brown? Yeah, here I'll 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 retweet her tweet and include you in it so you've got that to that post. She's got a lot of great I think I have two of her next to my next to my bed right now. She's wonderful. I'll have to check I'll have to check that out. I I love that because you know it gets back to and what I remind a lot of people, and we've had some challenges over the last few weeks, you know, at, at our school regarding, you know, um, you know, rumors, hysteria and things like that o- over, you know, school safety and and anti-bullying and stuff. And um, you know, there's a lot of frustrated people who are on the inside and and what I say is like, listen, you know, social media because a lot of times what the conversation is well, this is all because of social media. And, 
you know, my point is like, I forgot who said it and they said it way more eloquently, but like social media doesn't cause, you know, all these problems or all these, you know, like sort of at, at sometimes like really, you know, idiotic type things that people say, it just reveals it, you know, and that's, you know, that's, that's sort of where I am with it. But I love that, that analogy about the, the torch warming yourself or burning it down. Cause that's exactly whoever said that is a brilliant person. Yes. That is Brene Brown. And it is. Yeah. Cause, oh my gosh, check out any news article or school post that could be, um, you know, concerning and just the comment fire that follows is just baffling to me that people would say that publicly yeah well and and some people have asked me in the school that i'm at now like well why would you leave like say for instance facebook comments you know why would you enable those you know in posts um and my point is like well then if we didn't enable comments, it's just like a website and we already have a website. So the idea is connection. You know, the idea is to be able to um, allow people to, to voice the concerns they have. You know, when I've dealt with, um, you know, the situation that I had to deal with this week, you know, there were a lot of people that that attempted to spread, you know, half truths and things that they knew. Um, and it's it's like that that commercial, like, you know, um, uh, somebody sent it to me, but it was like, you know, uh, well, I, I read on the internet. I mean, everything on everything on the internet is true. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, so what I started to do, and I don't even know where I got this from. I just like, when people would post stuff like that, I would just say, um, please give me a call. And I just put my phone number on there. And I had a few people that took me up on it. You know that actually said and, and those conversations were were really productive you know we, we were able to talk if it was either on the phone or if they stopped in um and we were able to really get to you know the, the heart of the matter well you know it goes to show how important it is that uh schools include looking at resources <laughs> fake news um, yes grown-ups in the world can't even figure that out then wow what about our children um actually i just saw um i i saw a student presenting at a different school about something and on her poster board one of her sources cited was instagram <laughs> like oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> instagram can't be a source honey well and okay so on media i had shared with you both a pet peeve of mine and factor um the weatherman seriously like the uh, seriously the weathermen they make the weather coming up such a big deal which it it is it is not it might snow tomorrow that doesn't have to turn into what it turns into on the news because then what happens is i have parents calling at 12 o'clock are you going to cancel school tomorrow how soon are you going to know i you know what nothing's falling from the sky right now and then you know what follows the next day nothing no snow you all look crazy now you know who starts the craziness the weathermen they're the kings of crazy starting you know, with this chaos the worst part about that though jess and and you'll get the in spike i don't know i don't really know the climate of south like of where you are so i can't speak to that but jess i live in michigan you're in wisconsin 
I don't know about you, but I don't ever remember a winter that it didn't snow. Snow is not like <laughs> snow is not a like a new thing. My brother lives in Houston and he sent me a picture when they had like two inches of snow. And my niece was talking about how it looked like sand and she didn't understand how it was cold. And like the, I mean, like that is when you worry about when it's gonna snow. Yeah, you you live in Texas or Florida, you can freak out over snow. Right. Give you permission. Right. But we live in Michigan. It we live around water. <laughs> There's a lot of snow. I thought that you guys had it all figured out and we just overreacted, you know, in, in South Jersey, the Philadelphia, you know, region, because, you know, it's not that we don't get I mean, exactly like winter comes and we get at least a half a dozen snowstorms every year, uh, sometimes a couple inches, sometimes a couple feet. You know, there, there's a variability there. Um, you know, for instance, uh, last Last night we had a storm and it was um, started like around one, two in the afternoon. So we canceled after school activities and clubs and all that, all that good kind of stuff. Um, I drove home. It took me a little bit longer than normal. Um, I feel like they do a good job. They brine the roads. They, they do the best that they can. But you're right. I think it's more the hype and all the other things that surround surround it that cause this again a hysteria and it's like well but we more of a hysteria many years ago we have we have great snow plows we have salt to clean up all of the roads we have better cars these days we have a cell phone for when we go in the ditch like yes be okay everybody chill out yeah i i don't get it so i thought you guys had it all figured out out there and and sort of would laugh at, at us for you know overreacting um I don't know. Maybe maybe it's happening everywhere. I got to talk to people up in Vermont to see. You know, are they starting to freak out now too? Um, but I, I love what you said. Like, yeah, it's winter. You know, we're going to get snow. And I think you know we're we're certainly like cautious with this. And I've never made. I never had the ability to make a decision whether or not you go to school or not because of um, you know of snow. But do you think that sometimes maybe we're a little bit too like even cautious about this too? Like, I don't know. Like. There's, there's a snow day calculator. I don't know if you guys are aware of this website. Yeah, I've seen that. And it calculates the percentage of likelihood that you'll have snow day the next day. And if anybody's listening and wondering, it's just snowdaycalculator.com. Yeah. Okay. I'll, have, <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to check that out. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, with the, the two storms that we've had so far this, this uh, winter, um, have also happened on the weekend. So we haven't had any snow days yet. So we're we're rocking and rolling in South Jersey. So I wanted to switch it up a little bit and see, you know, it's maybe it's time to learn. So I wanted to see like what are you all into now? Like what can I um what can I learn for you? And then I'm gonna share some insights that I have on some of the things that I'm learning about. So Jess, what are like what are you doing? Like what's what are you clicking on now? What are, where's your where are your thumbs going on your screen? Um, well, I don't have any snow days coming up, so my thumbs are with that. <laughs> um, so in, in my school here, um, so two things: we have a couple of teachers who are piloting Project Lead the Way, which is um, a STEM program. They're implementing the engineering. Oh, I've heard of that. Then next year it'll be. Or all, all classrooms and grade levels. It's really cool, um, expensive, but um, really awesome. And then our entire 
K-8 is implementing um, Lucy Calkins units of study for reading. We already did the writing a few years ago. Now we're implementing the reading. Um, and most recently, our last PD day, I stole an idea from Melinda Miller. And I'll have to grab a link from her blog post to put this in here. Um, but the goal of it was we wanted everybody to see what is happening at every grade level and to make it fun. Um, you know, it's, it's boring to just sit down and listen to everybody talk. I mean, I know that's good stuff, but um, to spice it up, we, I asked every grade level to collaborate and to pick um, one classroom that they're going to bring their materials to, to um, high, decide what are they going to highlight? What happens at their grade level? What is the student work look like? What do your anchor charts look like? What do, um, you know, what are you using when you're conferring with students? Um, and then one grade, one classroom per grade level. Um, and I also included our interventionist so we could see what's happening when kids are pulled out for intervention. And then um, as grade levels, as teams, they had to walk through and look at each room um, and have discussions about what they're seeing, jot down any questions. Um, but then I also added a bowl of some sort of ingredient in each room. So then as they're going, you know, they get a get some cashews, get some popcorn, get some M&Ms. And by the end, they've got a party mix as well. And then so we gathered at the end to then be able to share out, well, here are some things I noticed. And, um, you know, it says this in my grade level um, work. Can you tell me more about how you do this in your grade level? That way they can hear and see where their grade you know, falls into the alignment of this program um, and be able to ask further questions. And it was just, it was really great discussion. Um, and, and it was fun with great food. Nice. You can never go wrong with food. So I'll find that link to share in here because um, I, I took that idea from Melinda. See, it's like where do your thumbs go? So um, next week is our last week before holiday break. So I was thinking of some different ideas about, you know, stuff to do with the staff and the students. So where my thumbs started going was to check out, you know, what other people are doing, you know, for the, you know, either the 12 days of Christmas or, or whatever. Yeah. So we came up with um, a winter wonderland uh, holiday week next week. So we have a, a bunch of different things that we're going to do for staff. And then um, normally we have our staff meeting the last Wednesday of the month. And so our school leadership uh, team was like, I was like, are you guys okay if we cancel the staff meeting on Wednesday? And they're like, oh, do you have to? <laughs> but uh, I said, well, I have this, I saw this idea, you know, on the intranets that uh, another principal did where in lieu of going to the staff meeting, um, you could donate like some food or some money and we would donate that to, you know, like a local shelter or something like that. So we're gonna do that on Wednesday. I think Monday is holiday hat day, Tuesday is like wear red and green, Wednesday is, um, you know, the no staff meeting. And then um, Thursday is of course the ever popular uh, ugly sweater day. And then Friday is an early dismissal. We're doing flannel Friday, but yeah, Definitely, you know, a, um, a mixture of things that I got from, you know, from folks in my PLN who post, you know, the, those different things that they do for staff, um, staff engagement, staff morale. Can I tell you, so I've been doing that too. My favorite one so far has been um, the photo booth fun. We set up a green screen. I asked them to come in grade levels. Um, and I had to like multiple times encourage people like, I need you guys to come. 
Um, and, you know, they all come in their teams and I have little props. Um, and then I use the green screen app um, to add in fun holiday backgrounds. Um, and they, there's some like nice serious pictures and there are some really, really fun pictures, but we're going mm -hmm. to share those out on our Facebook page, you know, before winter break, you know, happy holidays from our staff. And I think our kids will enjoy. Oh, that's a great pictures. idea. And and then now I'm printing them up to share with, with teachers. Um, and I, you know, I'm never sure like how do they take this, but I had people say, oh, thanks for doing this. We haven't done this in a few years. We needed an updated picture. So, you know, they did enjoy it. Um, it's, it's a little bit different at the high school level, I've, I've found, when it comes to um, fun um, leading up to holiday things. I, I know we used to be able to do, you know, in the building I was in before, we could do kind of themed days and stuff like that, but it's not, it's not really the same um, in, a, in a big building where they're teaching high school. Ugly, ugly Christmas Saturday is a huge hit flannel day for one of the homecoming events and that was a big one because I, I think a lot of a lot of the teachers that are you know around our ages really enjoyed the flannel because it was so big in the 90s right. <laughs> so it was fun to go back there um, but it's not it's just kind of you know and uh, we have a big we do have a big holiday potluck which is really nice everybody wears their ugly Christmas sweaters and then we everybody brings in a lunch and we eat in the school restaurant but it's tough still because there's there are three lunch periods and there's not enough space anywhere in the building for all of us to meet together we've got um the building that i'm in now there we have over 1800 kids and there are um you know 120 plus staff members so there's just not a place that we can all sit and and hang out together unless it's for a staff meeting so it's a, it's a very different situation than it was, you know, so. Well, I think that's important to note, though, because, like, yeah, you can't just take, once again, it's that Pinteresting, Pinteresting, yeah. Pinterest decide. What did I say earlier? I don't know. Pinterest certified. Yeah, those Pinterest certified things. Yeah, you're yeah. totally right. Because, like, for, for me, like, what worked at the elementary school, um, doesn't always work at the middle school and then also you look at, at how many staff there are and, and the different things that are going on and you can't yeah I, I i hear you because you know what like like i was talking with our high school principal and they, they do a phenomenal job with um with climate and culture but it's in a different way like they they have like and which i'm sure you guys do like but for them it's like it's a, it's the orange and blue it's it's the pep rallies it's all that kind of stuff that really make high school unique and awesome and fun for kids and you know um but like but we can't always do that and then yet we can't do it, especially being in the middle like we can't always do like the silliness that the elementaries do or a small elementary. So I think it's important that you have to understand and know your climate and culture. You can't just, you know, you know, see what somebody's posting about their district and say, you know, we can definitely do that because, you know, just for example, like when I was talking to my school leadership uh, committee, you know, I presented them like probably 15 different things that other schools are doing and immediately people were like, oh, that sounds cool or uh, no, we're not going to do that here. And that's OK. You know, you got to really understand your climate and culture um, of the building and and create that safe area. Because like, you know, like Jess was talking about, like even like the photo booths and stuff like 
Honestly, that's a great idea. I think in our, you know, our PLCs, I could really see our teachers doing that. Like that's like I would I would take that um, and then, like you said, post it, uh, you know, on our Facebook or on our blog, because, you know, parents really I think parents really want to see that kind of stuff, especially in a middle school. Does that mean the same in high school? I don't know. You know, yeah, it, I, I, I kind of struggle. And, and this has been for me, I think one of the hardest things moving from the position I was in to the position I'm in now is the grade levels are so vastly different. And I worked in a high school. I taught in a high school. Um, I did an internship in a high school. But I think looking at the PLN that I've built in the last couple of years since I became an administrator, most everyone is elementary or you know K-8. And so now I'm connecting with these groups. Everyone's got these, you know, Melinda's got this this fantastic, um, you know, Facebook group of all these great things we're doing during parties and Amber Tiemann's throwing stuff in and you guys are doing all this great stuff that I would have done in a heartbeat where I was before. And I watch it and it, it, it makes me, it, there are times that I like, I feel bad because I'm watching all of the cool things that are happening and going, I can't, and not only, and I think this is, this is something that has to do with, you know, with us being, being leaders anywhere i not only do i i it bums me out that i can't that i can't do it or share i there's nothing i can add to that conversation because it's like like just just said well what are you doing in your building well we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna finish next week (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna that's okay and you know i mean it's it's just it's a different place and and there's there's a little bit of um, there's a little bit of personal um, struggle, I think, that comes with that and comes with changing grade levels and changing um, changing cultures. It's it's a different place, and I think it's for me. I really struggle with not not being able to interact with my my PLN, my my strong PLN that I've had, you know, since I started as closely anymore because our jobs are just so vastly different that so many of the ideas that we're doing just, you know, you just can't implement in, in a different place. So it's, it's, there's a struggle that comes with that, but I love, I love seeing what I do. I love seeing what everybody's doing and I love seeing how happy the teachers are and how happy the administrators are. And I know the K, the K three and four five administrators in my district loving all of the things that are going into those Facebook posts and those groups. And, you know, I know that that is happening and that makes me really happy. But personally, you know, there's a little, um, a little struggle with that. All right. So let's transition into like app share or discussion. Is that okay? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay. Oh, so- I'm sorry. Let me, can I ask a question? No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for app sharing, shouldn't maybe we call that the where your thumbs are going? I think I was a little bit ahead of the time. Like, or what we just talked about, we still were kind of getting our ideas through our thumbs. I don't know. I'm trying to get the thumbs in there. I like yeah. it. I think it's good. Uh, your thumbs are turning pages. I love that look that you just gave me. That's not going to be on the podcast. This is the only. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, with it. Okay, so mine I'm going to share is Flipgrid. And 
Flipgrid, I'm going to, I'm going to say Flipgrid is like Voxer. Like people kept talking about it on Twitter and you know, my friends kept telling me I should get on Voxer. I'm like, whatever. I don't have time for that. That's dumb. Um, but finally, <laughs> I have to say like, there were all this talk about Flipgrid. Um, but I have to give credit to Dennis Griffith. He is another principal in Wisconsin and he, um, sent me this direct message that he was going to be presenting at a conference. Can you please share and i don't remember the exact question can you please share um to the Flipgrid, um you know how you get connected or why you're connected i was like oh lord i can't let this man down because he is just a great person in my pl and i always love connecting with him <laughs> so i gotta figure out what the heck is this Flipgrid business so and i probably sound like an idiot if you use this but so you you can pose a question and then people just record a quick little video and put it in there so you get to hear other people's um, comments. Um, and I'm going to, I'll share a link of his Flipgrid in here. And so you can see different people answering his question. Um, but then I'm also going to share a link in the show notes um, that is from Ditch That Textbook website of ways to use Flipgrid in your mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. um, I have not shared this with my staff because I didn't want to overwhelm them with another new thing. But have either of you used Flipgrid? So I have a teacher who actually used Flipgrid a ton last year. She was a Spanish teacher. Um, she's in a, she moved to Chicago, so she's in a different district now. But a lot of her teachers use Flipgrid in the building. And it's really, it's great for foreign language because the students who don't like to have those, um, those conversations like face-to-face, -face, they can answer a question or answer a prompt using Flipgrid. And then the teacher can see them all when they have time. And that has actually created a a ton of stress relief for some of our foreign language students because they'll go they can go into like a hallway or they can go into one of our shared collaboration spaces or something like that where they're by themselves and they can answer the the prompts but they don't feel like they're being watched by everybody that's been really really huge um and i do want to share we we actually quickly talked about Flipgrid. We mentioned it, the, the three of us, just before we started this podcast, and it took me until about five minutes ago to, to find, um, there's another Flipgrid type program, and it's, it's based, it's for schools and more, more geared towards kids, and it's called Recap. Um, it came out not long ago, but it's, um, it's free, and I posted, there's a, um, Flipgrid versus recap article um, that they've done. They have a nice, a really nice graph that talks about the two and what they're good for. So I posted that in the show notes too, but take a look. Flipgrid is fantastic, but, but recap is a really, really good free alternative. Spike, I are you guys using it? No, I just signed up for Flipgrid uh, while we were talking and I'm waiting for my, my, my grid code. Um, but it sounds, it sounds cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Okay. Oh, Jess, have you have you seen it any other way? Have you? Um, no, because I've ignored those. Have tweets. <laughs> Whatever people shared, I was like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> no, sorry, I don't. But <laughs> nobody got time for that. I know, no. but it might be a good way to connect, like over the summer, like a staff book study or. Oh, yeah. Um, or, oh, you know what? I think, um, I think I've heard Jay Posick talk about, um, he had his teachers, um, uh, like contribute their Flipgrid video to introduce staff to parents. So like before, um, the school year started, 
parents could just click on those links. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, that's a really good one. Put, you know, normally that would, to have a video or whatever of, of staff, you know, that would take a lot of like time and effort. This is just give them the link, they put in their little video there, boom, done. You know what's awesome about that? So we're on a trimester schedule. Are, on, are either of you on trimesters? No. No? Okay, so this is the first time I've actually been introduced to trimesters. Um, and it it's kind of cool because the, our classes are 72 minutes long, but we have five a day. And then we've got, so they, the kids have options of 15 classes throughout the year. But the thing with trimesters is they're only, 12 weeks long, 13 weeks long. So there's not a really a ton of time in there at all. And we do conferences about halfway through for each trimester, but this would be fantastic because there we've got, you know, the option of, of some students having 15 different teachers throughout and with conferences not being halfway through, you could send that out and it could be the same one all year, but you send it out to the parents at the beginning of the trimester and say, you know, check out your student's schedule. Here are all of the teachers. Yeah. The trimester starts. That's awesome. Good thinking. Oh, wait. So I, I have to enter a, a grid code and that is something. So I have to like join something or. I have no idea. I have um, no idea. Someone create a Flipgrid for you to add to. Let me think. Oh, okay. And yes, so Dennis sent me a link. I clicked on the link. I did have, did I, I had to download the app on my phone, I think. But yeah. Different if you're on a computer or an iPad. Mine like gave me a message with your phone, you have to, whatever. So yeah, it might get into the logistics of, does everybody. Yeah, and then you can scan, like you can scan a code too. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I just don't have any codes. Maybe I'll check out this. Um, like you have to get Catch the, an account, you mean? No, yeah. Oh, okay. Just add to it, I think. Well, I, you know what I'm going to do after this? I'm going to go to ditchthattextbook.com, catch the Flipgrid fever, 15 ways to use Flipgrid in your classroom, and I'm going to read about it. So we're sharing an idea. We're not sharing how to. <laughs> yeah, because I struggle with that a little bit. All right, so here's what I want to share. Two things. Now. I know some of you are going to say like, you know, old internet called and they want their app back, but I just signed up for Reddit and I mentioned this earlier and Jessica started laughing and says, oh, my, my, my 13 year old son uses that. And yeah, Teresa does. said, oh, Reddit. I did that like four years ago. So what's I, the deal with Reddit? I, I have no idea. Um, what I, I don't know how to use it. I don't have an account. I can tell you how my 12 year old uses it. He actually turns 12 today. He. Oh post links to his YouTube channel. And I can tell you, he has said that he gets more Reddits or whatever off of Reddit. If right. he not if he posts on Minecraft, because Minecraft has such an audience that he says he just gets lost in the sea. But if he posts a, a link to his YouTube on um, different topics, um, he gets more people getting to his YouTube channel. I, that's the 12 year old version. How do you so use what Reddit? I just heard from you is that your 12 year old is going to start marketing our podcast. There you go. Because he's figured out the process. Well, I don't know how many 
like educators and stuff that are on there and i you know so i signed up actually i signed up this morning somebody had, had mentioned it and i i've heard about it so many different times and it's it's funny because it's like a it's it is like an old school looking website too it's like it's really just like the the information you know and um so i posted you know because I, I wrote a blog this morning and uh, I, I talked about that or i post that on there and we'll see you know uh but i think it's just another way to get you know just get traffic to your sites and to get feedback from people and yeah it just like yeah. posts it like in order of the most hits for things yeah yeah oh. so, so there's that and then i'm going to be honest with you the second one i'm going to share is another one that i sort of don't understand i just never got into it um is pinterest like <laughs> <laughs> i just don't get it is that a problem if i'm having some processing problems here no, I think it's, I, I think, well, um, <laughs> that's what I've heard today. All right. So here's, all right. Why don't I, why don't I bring it back? So I'm just, I'm, this is really talk about being vulnerable. Like I'm really being vulnerable. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. I, I'm, I, I brought this up on purpose too. So you find. Do you follow people on Pinterest? Oh, or do you just follow Pin like what is yeah, it? What okay. do you do? What so is you this? Follow people. So here's the thing. Grace is crying. Be, I know. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't like found people to follow anymore. Like when I first started, I followed a lot of people. That's what I thought. But yeah. It also automatically like pins show up of people I don't follow. Um so honestly, I don't usually like check Pinterest to see what's in my stream. I don't even know if that's the right word, but like I, I will check it for certain things. Like recently it has nothing to do with school, Christmas cookies. And so I have a board of Christmas cookie pins. Cause then I'm going to check that for recipes or, um, I have a, a board for just start of the school year things or, um, things that just have to do with gratitude. And so I will just search yeah. for a topic and then you know just quick visual scrolling oh my god that looks cool i'm gonna pin that i'll check it out later um okay more often than not i pin 99 percent more things than i actually go back to look and see what they actually are okay i probably have so, a million pins that i've never done anything with mm -hmm. so i don't yep. like so far yeah i'm not necessarily using this for education to be honest with you i'm like like I use it for like mindfulness, health and wellness. Like, so there's all these like different things. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, like. Size pins like, that I haven't opened up. Yeah. Where do they, where do they get this stuff from? I don't know. And the thing is, is it's way more open. Like it's like when you search for something or I pin things, like it's not very private. So like the ideas that people share, I think you're finding way more than, well, I don't know. You, yeah, I, you can also make I, secret boards. So, like, um, I have one board of like teacher appreciation ideas, um, and when I pin them, um, my if teachers are following me on Pinterest, they can't see my things that I've pinned. But I made one for like when we moved into this house. Like, we wanted to redo the basement with before we finished it, and so I found stuff for like ways that you could, you know, spruce up unfinished basement. But other than that, I, it's, I mean, I don't use it a ton. 
I'm looking through. I I have a whole board of Brene Brown life lessons. Yeah, I think I may have to start following that, but I don't even know where you are. Like, I don't know. Like, I thought it was like, you could search people, you could follow people. And yeah, in the beginning, I think I did follow people net. Like, that was like years ago. Then I came back to it. And I'm like, I don't even know where to go anymore. Yeah. So it seems very very pin pin heavy not person heavy if that makes sense yeah and pinterest mm -hmm. is a thing that i typically like this is something i'll just scroll through while i'm watching tv okay so it doesn't take much of the brain cells well one thing that i did pin because i was able to put like because i thought you could put like pictures and stuff on there i guess you can but i don't know if like people the point i, I don't even it's i have no idea that you could so, if you want to know more you can click on the picture and get to a post or a website so just adding a picture that like i want to know more okay so one of the things that i took a picture of and i didn't explain anything is well you're not going to see this but kombucha i i had this wicked stomach virus right before thanksgiving actually the, that wednesday night into thursday morning and it was horrible and you guys know how i get when i'm get sick so i, I definitely i commented that you had ebola again i definitely had ebola i i was on death's door bed um it was it was horrible and um and i survived i pulled through it but we're so proud of you yeah somehow i was looking for stuff for my stomach to like because i've i've read a lot and uh about like um you know, like your your gut biome and, you know, all the different things that go into that. And I have to have healthy, you know, um, probiotics and stuff. So after that, I was looking for something and I came across kombucha and kombucha is this tea that gets fermented. They actually add like different like cultures to it to that help your belly. And um, I just started drinking it every day. I mean, it's a little bit expensive. So people have told me that there's ways you can make it at home. And then um, there's some some grocery stores now that actually have like vats of it. You can just like, like a keg, like you can just like fill up your kombucha thing. And it's disgusting. What? It sounds gross. Like you're it's, drinking. It's, no, it's, awesome. it's really good. And it, it's, it's so good for your body. But I don't, I don't know that I'd be messing with live cultures to myself. <laughs> oh, to like make it? Yeah. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and make it. But um, here's the ironic thing. So this company, um, the Health, uh, Health Aid Kombucha, right? Ironically, one of the guys who developed this is from Millville. His mom still works in the district. He lives out in California now. So I had posted something about kombucha and then somebody's like, oh, do you know that, um, you know, uh, Jeff Trout is his name. No relation. I don't know if he's related to Mike Trout or not, but um, the famous baseball player. But I I'd much rather talk to Jeff Trout at this time because I want to talk to him about, about kombucha. And um, so he, yeah, his mom and like, he's like from, from Millville and stuff. So it's really cool. I want to, um, I want to talk with him and, and do a blog post about it. But uh, yeah, so that's what I'm into right now. So that'll be our section for, um, you know, what, because we always do try to share these things with us, like our health and work-life balance. So I shared uh, kombucha. What are you guys doing for your health and wellness and, and your work-life balance? Um, crickets. <laughs> I just took a sabbatical over a weekend, so like a sabbatical from life. Um, okay. I I met up with uh, Jessica Cabine and Sarah Johnson 
and we hold up in a nice hotel together to do some writing work. Um, and I didn't, um, I left um, work at a time where I was like, normally I would have done like eight more things. But then I realized ah, the outcome of these won't change if I wait until Monday. And I didn't check a single work email over the weekend. And I didn't do any work related things over the weekend. And when I came back on Monday, it was okay. That's a great share. That's a great work-life balance share. How about you, Teresa? You know what? I still um, realize that it's a little bit different in that I'm not the, the principal, so I'm not the person who has to have my phone on and, and be you know available 24-7. However, I still stick by the turning my email push notifications off when I get home. I just, I don't, and, and on Saturdays, I don't, I check my email maybe once or twice. I have purposely turned them off so that it's not constantly on my mind. And I go back and check it when, you know, the no, the little notification number is still there. So I can see that they're there if I'm looking for it, but it's not constantly coming at me. And that, that really helps with the I feel like the email anxiety. I don't feel like I have to kind of, because then you see it, you get it, and you're like, I need to respond to this so that, you know, whoever it is gets their answer and we can move forward. But it's not, it's, it'll be there tomorrow morning. And realistically, the person I'm responding to at 10 is not going to check it until tomorrow morning. Either. So that's, that's my big one. It's just not checking it 24 mm -hmm. 7. You know what? It is because you, you remember that podcast when we were on with Kurt and I, we all took it off our phones and like, yeah. That well, when our school switched to Gmail, um, we already had Google accounts, so I had like Google Drive on my phone to easily, you know, put pictures into Google Drive. When we switched to Gmail, automatically Gmail was on my phone. I was like, oh, okay, fine. And I, I didn't want to take it off of my phone. I don't even, I don't have a good reason for that. Um, but I was flipping back into that where I was checking email on my phone. My inbox was like ginormous because I would grade it and not do mm -hmm. it. And so um, I had to take it off of my phone again. Um, and But once I did that, my inbox is much more manageable because I don't, when I sit down on my computer and I do email, in air quotes, do email, um, I, I get through them and my inbox is way more manageable. I get closer to zero and it's not ruling my life. Yeah, I, I took it off my phone. Um, you know, a lot of people I work with too, like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. How did you do that? You know, and it, it really, it was really, really tough. And so if I am going to check email at home, I will purposely bring my laptop with me to do it on there, you know, because there are some times you have to do it, uh, but I have to make a conscious effort to do that. Um, and then sometimes, you know, you have a busy week, so I will, you know, um, you know, check some during the weekend. But, you know, whenever I do like my weekly blog posts, that's what I, I do that as well. So I do it all together. Um, and that's usually on Sunday, but, um, all right, well, listen, um, yeah. anything else for the good of the order? Well, we've been on for like an hour, I think, I'm I know. Sorry, but hopefully you're like driving somewhere long distance and this is going to help you get through your drive for Christmas break or Hanukkah. Or if it's snow and you have to like really take your time. Yeah. Or worry about whether What? Yeah. What's that? 
I interrupted Teresa. That's, no, that's okay. I said, Spike said if it's going to snow, and I said, or or whether or not you're worrying about having a snow day tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've heard that this could reduce anxiety if you listen to our podcast about snow. <laughs> you can't tell people that. <laughs> so we'll try to podcast again. We don't have a schedule, but... I, I think we might be back. I mean, Spike's got Boxer. He can communicate with us again. That's great. Um, we'll get this going. Hope to do it again. All right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, for listening today. This is episode. This has been episode eighty-five. If you want to check us out, uh, we are on um, Twitter. At, I am at Dr. Spike Cook. Jessica is Principal J. And Teresa is. At Principal Steger. And you can find our uh, blog about this uh, show at principalpln.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Principal PLN out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Boxer Group. Links can be found at principalpln.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.